Welcome to Redemption from Addiction Podcast. This podcast is a Christian ministry aimed at helping people overcome their addiction by sharing personal testimonies about their journey. The testimonies shared have a common theme, and that is how Jesus Christ touched their lives and walked them through the entire process, and is still walking with them today. I hope that you will be touched by these stories and you'll take the next step and invite Jesus into your life and let him redeem you from the strongholds of addiction. Welcome to Redemption from Addiction Podcast. This will be episode number 13. Uh, today is January 8, 2022. 2022, that's the first time I've said that. I've wrote it on a couple of documents. But um, yeah, I want to welcome everybody who's listening today. Um, I've got a special guest with me today, somebody who the Lord's really laid on my heart. So last week uh, on Tuesday, I went up a mountain that's uh, local here. Uh, it's about an hour, hour and a half drive from from my house. There's a mountain that uh, has a has a beautiful overlook, and uh, I just spent about an hour and a half there praying. Uh, one of the things that I've been praying fervently about is the the direction that I'm going to head, or that the Lord wants me to go with this podcast, who to reach. Obviously, I've set out to reach those people in addiction, but I think it goes uh, well beyond that. Uh, after, after that period of prayer and, and, uh, just seeking the Lord on that, um, I've been noticing, uh, Joe, his, he's got a lot of, uh, great content that he's been posting on Facebook. And I think that a lot of the things that he posts is, is really thought provoking, uh, content that I I really want to ask some questions and give him the opportunity to go deeper in and, and expand on. So, I had Joe on the podcast earlier in the summer. Uh, he's a he's a former uh, addict who's in recovery. Uh, actually, works in the addiction community. Um, but I'll let him talk about that. So, um, welcome Joe to the show. Um, I want to just kind of have a little bit of conversation about what's going on, current events, how things are going up in uh, up in your neck of the woods, and then we'll kind of uh, I'll kind of lead off into what we're going to talk about. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, uh, when we met up, uh, what was it, um, five, six months ago, yeah. four months ago, something like that, um, I was in a real, you know, as you said, wilderness season, you know, as we were speaking earlier, and uh, a lot of seasons of uncertainty. Um, but I was in a step-out season and a faith season. And uh, so, so where the Lord had me was trusting him. And the Lord provided in that season. I went without work for about a month, month and a half. Mm-hmm. And we didn't skip a beat. 
we did not skip a beat. The Lord provided in that season. Um, and so now I'm in a new territory. I'm working uh, in the homeless population. I'm directing a facility right now um, in what I call ground zero of Charleston, mm-hmm. uh, West Virginia. And um, uh, we see a lot. We see prostitution outside. We see drug dealers pull up. We see, uh, um, you know, people strung slap out on methamphetamines, heroin, you know, you name it. Um, and it's a cesspool of sin. Yeah. Um, but you know, what the Lord has spoke to me about is creating a culture of honor. And so, um, you know, listening to new things on leadership and that kind of thing right now, that's, uh, and, and, you know, learning how to train people, you know, as, as I do have six staff there, uh, you know, the goal is to create a culture of honor, you know, and, and, uh, you know, a culture of love and, um, you know, correction is needed some too, of course, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, helping these guys encourage them that their life is worth, you know, th- their life has meaning. Yeah. Uh, so. Cool, man. Well, I want to, uh, just kick it off and, and just expand on a post that you, that you put up on December 28th, 2021. It said self-control cannot be a fruit of, uh, fruit of the spirit. If pride and self-centeredness is at the forefront, Self-control cannot bear its fruit if our ego is in the way. For years, I have been driven by insecurity, trying to create an image for myself, driven by, by a false sense of security. Uh, and in your case, and mine too, actually, the gym is a valuable asset for many, and I still love to work out. But when it becomes our entire life or an idol, it's too much, and what could be valuable becomes a hindrance. Thinking... On the way home this evening, I realized that I have tried to pin self-control on what has really been my ego, driven by many past insecurities, and I can see this now. Isn't it amazing the way the Lord is constantly shaping and molding our perception to help us along the way or along the journey? So in, um, I'm going to kind of take that one, one line at the time and, and titling this, uh, this podcast, about self-control, that it can't be a fruit of the spirit if self-centeredness and pride is at the center. And going back to uh, pride, um, that I think that's our biggest obstacle to overcome as uh, uh, in the in the human condition. You know, um, getting getting beyond ourselves, not not trying to be our own gods and submitting to our Creator. Um, yep. So, in taking that first line. <clears throat> um, Self-control cannot bear fruit if our ego is in the way. So what does it mean when, when you say uh, bearing fruit? What, is, what does that mean? Um, so self-control, when it's absorbed in self, uh, self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. It's an attribute of the Holy Spirit. Um, now, I feel like self-control can also... Uh, not attached to the spirit be something we're involved in, but it's not going to bear its fruit. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not going to see, um, we're not going to see positive outcome in the spirit from self-control that's driven by ego or pride or self-centeredness or yeah. self-absorbed activity. So um, just quickly, I, I don't want to go into this too much if I don't, you know, if you don't want me to, but no, um, go as far as you want, man. 
you know, I had this mindset to beat my body and mind into submission. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I love to train, um, but training for me got very out of hand, uh, training twice a day, um, you know, very driven, but driven in the wrong territory. Um, and I'm going to get into first Corinthians nine, 24 through 25. Um, you know, Paul talks about some things and, uh, we'll get into that whenever you'd like me to, but, um, I, I always thought, you know, we think mind, body, and spirit, but I always thought that, um, you know, the more driven in the gym I stay is the, is what's going to make me stay clean. Mm. And, the deeper I go spiritually, the more fulfilled I am. That never fulfilled me. There was no fulfillment in that. And so in that, um, now self-control in the spirit creates fulfillment. You, when we're submitted to devotion life, we're submitted to connection with God. We're submitted to the leading of the Holy Spirit. There's always fulfillment in that. Uh-huh. I mean, anytime that, you know, as self-control is an attribute of the Holy Spirit, that means the Holy Spirit is made apparent when self-control in these avenues are, um, are, you know, put into place. Um, so, you know, I've seen so much, you know, being diagnosed with ADD and in the, these things, uh, ADD learning disabilities growing up. I was very insecure growing up. Uh, I think that had a part to play, um, you know, not only going through childhood trauma as well, but that had a part to play um, in, you know, insecurities and being driven by those. Um, So as the more I've learned to study, the Lord has renewed my mind. And there's so much fulfillment, you know, getting to know him, getting, getting to getting to encounter his presence daily, you know. Um, that's where the fulfillment comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say getting to encounter his presence, um, what, what does that routine look like for you? Um, every day I have the same routine. Um, I, I wake up training is still a part of my morning. Mm-hmm. Um, not obsessively a part of my day. Mm-hmm. What I've done is I wake up, I drink a liter of water. I still, you know, I still, I still try to eat healthy, but I'm not trying to bodybuild the way I was because it was just out of control. You know, it was, there's no joy in that. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just, you know, it was, it was, you know, my wife was getting irritated with me because I had an attitude. I was on edge, you know, I was trying to, you know, cut carbohydrates <laughs> out and all these things, you know, and there was just no fulfillment in it. I was at one point, when COVID hit, I was getting ready for a bodybuilding show. Mm-hmm. And I went back to my coach and my coach looked at me and he said, Joe, you're a man of God. Like you, mm-hmm. you're called to help people. You're not called to be a professional bodybuilder. <laughs> and I'm like, duh, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the avenue I need to stay in. Cause that's where the fulfillment comes from in my life is being connected to the spirit, being led by the spirit, mm-hmm. helping people daily. It's who I am today. Yeah. You know, so, and I um, think that that ties in really, uh, you know, that, that behavior, it, it ties into our addictive personalities because a lot of times what happens with people in addiction, when they, when they're fighting off the addiction, they, 
they let go of one addiction, but they pick up another one. And um, we have to be careful about that. But it is, it's these behaviors that we have to be mindful. Is it, is it bearing fruit? Is it, is what we're doing glorifying God or is it glorifying man? And yeah. I think that that's the, that's the filter that it has to, that it has to go through because yeah, I think you're a lot like me in the sense, well, um, I'm, I want to commit to at least three to four days a week of getting, getting in the gym and, and at least being active, uh, is not, is not a means of competition or a certain look, but it's just a means of health. And if I don't, if I don't meet that quota, there's something inside of me that's just, that's just bothered by it. And I, and, uh, it's, but it's only a temporary lack of contentment, but yeah. I'm, I'm also at a place now where if I, if I go a day and I haven't spent time with the Lord, then I can tell you that I, I, I lose, uh, you know, a lot of, of my fulfillment in, um, and it, I can, there's a huge difference in, in my life now in terms of what, what time I'm dedicating to him and, uh, prayer. Cause I, I started, uh, this year or about two months ago, my wife bought me this, uh, this journal and I started yeah. journal. I started journaling all my prayers. Um, and I, I think there's several things about that. One is to be intentional about it. Yes. Um, but I, I also, want to be able to look back on it and um, look at all the prayers he's answered because I couldn't, I couldn't tell you if I don't write it down, you know, I couldn't tell you I prayed for something um, and, and I'm not able to really see God, God doing what he's doing in my life. I want to be able to look back on that because I tell people all the time, I'm like, man, don't get so, don't get so down on yourself. I said, just always remember you might be living inside of a blessing of something that you prayed for three or four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. You're living, yeah. you know, you're living in, inside of an answered prayer that, um, you know, we take for granted all the time. We're so, um, so living for the moment and we, we fail to recognize what, what God's really doing in our lives, you know? Yes. Um, so let me, let me go over to first Corinthians nine twenty four through 25 real quick. Um, and this is, the this is Paul. And do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should not be disqualified. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just so good. That speaks directly to it, man. So good. Yeah. Um, But uh, every athlete exercises perishable. uh, uh, They do it to receive a perishable wreath. But but we an imperishable, mm-hmm. you know. There's meaning in us staying in self control. This the fruit of self control um, in our devotion life, in our in our connection with the Lord and our connection with the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, all these idols 
everything else around us, it means nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you said the statement, the Lord's more concerned about our character than our accomplishments mm-hmm. and, and, uh, or, or comfort, right? You mm-hmm. said comfort. Yeah. And we're people that get driven by ego, you mm-hmm. know, and the acronym of ego stands for easing God out. Mm. And so the Lord is not separated from what we do daily, but he, but I, I believe, I believe we can walk this earth connected to the spirit in almost everything we do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be able to be led and driven by the spirit as opposed to driven by the flesh, man. Mm-hmm. I will say this, and I, I don't know what, what your take on, it. I'm interested to know, but I think there's an element to what Paul say in there in Corinthians and with my own experience, there's an element to um, denying your flesh in when it comes to um, working it out and, and keeping it, it healthy. And it's, there's an element to taking care of your, of your temple. Um, you know, like when we talk about fasting, a lot of times we attribute that to fasting from food, but it's, it's really, it's a fast from, you know, fleshly desires. You're denying your flesh because my flesh would prefer to sit down and do nothing and become, (laughs) become idle. (laughs) Um, It is, but I, I've also experienced the benefits of, um, of what it means to stay active. I've seen the benefits of, um, and a lot of times I connect with God in, in a, in a powerful way when I yes. kind of zone out on, uh, doing cardio or running, I'll run around the neighborhood. If the weather's uh, decent, you know, I'll, I'll just zone out and, and I'm able to, to completely focus on him and, and just meditate and pray. So what, what would you say to that comment? It just, isn't there, don't you think there's an element of, um, of submission and, and denying your flesh and, um, in, in that, in that kind of environment and that kind of activity? Yes, there, there definitely can be, uh, if it's, if it's remained in balance, in my opinion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what I do every morning. Uh, I wake up, drink a liter of water and I'll take my supplements. Um, and I have in the backyard, I have a squat rack and free weights and dumbbells and, and whatnot. And, uh, Man, I go out and I'll hit it for about 30 minutes and jump on the treadmill for 20 and call it a day. Mm-hmm. And I will, I will meditate. I'll listen to instrumental music. I usually don't listen to any music with words. And I just, usually the Lord will speak to me, man, in that, in that place, you know, but it's, it's not a place anymore of disconnection. And this post came from, I met my pastor at the gym. He's wanted to, uh, you know, strengthen his legs, and he's a runner. He's a long-distance runner, so he's gaining a lot of revelation about, uh, you know, in his in his running also, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he looked at me, and he's like, Joe, you could come here any time, and, uh, you know, you could just jump in on my pass. And, and uh, I said, Pastor, I don't really need to be in this environment. I just – I, you know, I know myself and I've been in that environment so much and, and this is not conviction for anybody else. This is just solely me. And, uh, I haven't been to a gym. Uh, I responded wrongly to this man. Um, and I haven't been to the gym since, Mm -hmm. 
Um, and because I just, uh, I felt convicted. Um, uh, I just knew that this, this thing for me, this, uh, this, this life of training had become an idol and I needed to, I knew it would be a process to fight my way back out of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, we, I think we all know our limitations and where, where it's led us before. Um, I made a note here. Uh, when you're talking about ego, uh, the definition as Webster has defined it is a person's self, a sense of self-esteem or self-importance. And the psychoanalysis part of it is that the mind, uh, the mind that meditates, that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and sense of personal identity. Mm. Um, and you, and you, you use the acronym of easing God out, yeah. but, it, but it really just goes back to our pride. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All, all of it's connected, pride, self-centeredness, ego, being self-absorbed. Um, and, and then, I mean, we, how do we encounter the spirit when, when we're playing God? Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> it's not, it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work. So going going further in, into this uh, into this pose, for years you've been driven by insecurity, trying to create an image for myself, driven by a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I think about a, a false sense of security, um, for me, I, I think the the human condition, our nature, is that we we look for security in all the wrong areas. Um, and this, this was laid on my heart last night and I, for, I don't know, more than the last eight to 10 months, man, I've just kind of kept a, a really far distance of what's going on in the news and politics and, and things like that. I, I try to stay, you know, in the know, um, to, to the degree that, you know, of what's going on. Um, but I, there at the same time, I don't, I don't even know what to trust anymore. And what I'm getting at is I think a lot of people put their security in, in, uh, in political leaders. And, you know, in this, this last election that, that happened even before, uh, the election took place, I, I saw, um, and speaking of idolatry, I saw a lot of people, even even people in the church, believers, they were putting all all their their chips in in the basket of Donald Trump. And I'm not trying to make this a, a political uh, conversation, but what I'm trying to say is that you know they, as it relates to idolatry, and as it relates to um to Jesus Christ, see. The, the scribes and the Pharisees and the people of Israel, uh, they, they were looking for a king. They were looking for a political leader that would overthrow the, the Roman government. Yep. And that's why so many of them did not believe and did not accept Jesus as the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have such fickle minds um, in the sense that where we try to find our security and, you know, it's, it, it's all, it's all temporal. It's all carnal. It's all earthly. 
you know, we, we look at things from this earthly perspective and they, they, they denied him as the Messiah mainly for, I think for that reason, because he was a poor, uh, carpenter from Nazareth, you know, cause in scripture, it's, it, uh, somebody responds and says, what, what good has ever come out of Nazareth? So, uh, you know, he, he didn't have this, um, you know, he didn't carry this name and, uh, he, he was, he was, he was a servant, you know, and, um, and, and how that relates to, huh? they weren't used to that. Right. They, they, they were used to being served. Yeah. And how that relates to what I saw, uh, in, in our culture and in our society when, in the last election was so many people were putting their, their faith and their trust and all their chips in this basket. And I'm, I'm like, I think, I think the end result, you know, and I'm not here to debate, you know, what was right or wrong about, about the election and everything like that. But I think there was, there was something in that, that, um, that was a rebuke from God about the idolatry of, of this man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they weren't looking and seeking God because I, I felt like during a, during, during that four term, uh, you know, presidency, there was a lot of people who were just like, man, things are, are better than they've ever been. And, uh, you know, he, he's, this, this guy has got everything under control. And then you had this other group of people that was like, he's, he's crazy. He's a lunatic. And he just had all this division and everything. And I'm like, what are we doing? (laughs) You know, it's, I I don't know. Um, but all that to say, I, I just speaking about how we are as people and, how how that that relates to having a false sense of security, whether you put all your chips and and you think that you know your security rests in the in the arms of, of a politician or uh, a world leader, you know that Christ and has called us to to look to heaven as as our as our our leadership, and I'll even add a step further. I've been studying in uh, in the Old Testament. Yeah, we talked about it before. I I love Old Testament stuff. I love New Testament stuff, but I I like Old Testament stuff because it gives it it gives foundation to why why this why this new covenant had to be established. But in the book of First Samuel, uh, God warned he 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 spoke to to Samuel the prophet. He warned the people of Israel uh, about about having a king and what comes along with that and what the people wanted, they wanted to be like other nations. And, you know, God warned them about that. He says, I didn't call you to be like other nations. You are a peculiar people. You are a called people. And yeah, he, but he didn't deny them of that. I mean, he, he still, he still brought him a king. Uh, what first king of, of Israel was Saul <laughs> and you saw what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, I, I don't know what what are your thoughts on on all that. I know I said a lot there, but um, with political stuff. Well, or, just uh, having this false sense of security, security tied up into material things, oh, carnal yeah. things, and 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 all that. I mean, for me, when I read that, that's the first thing that come to my mind is like, you know, we're we're looking for security in all the wrong places. I think it's man's uh, natural. Um, it's in human nature. And I think it's from the fall to build empires. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people suffer when empires are built. Mm. Um, 
uh, yeah, I, I was kind of meditating and I, I put, I did, I put, this is something else I posted that was kind of stemming off on this and I'll, I'll kind of read, um, if it's okay, I'll read. Yeah, go, man. We got all the time. At least I do. Um, we live in a world where each man has the, the nature of building an empire. Many times we start with pure motives and vision from God becomes tarnished by self greed, power and position or title or, you know, um, the drive to reach the top. Um, idols come in all packages. And for some people, idols are carved in their hearts hidden in the depths of the inner man and driven by self. We have to remember that the Lord is more concerned about our character than our accomplishments. And Jesus sets the standard, not society, right? Awesome. Jesus yeah. sets the standard, not society. We cannot hide what's in the depths of our heart and our motives matter. When our motives stay lined up with Jesus, we see a, we see the vision play out his way. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that, in any, any situation that's going on in our life, we have to, the word says to keep in step with the spirit. And so many times you see man and self get so far ahead of where the spirit is leading that what happens is it, we start harming people, uh, empires start getting built. And I, and I believe in building things. You know, the Lord has asked us to cultivate. You know, we hear the teachings on stewardship. Uh, but many times, um, instead of working with people and working as a team together to build something together, what we do is we position, title, or worry about uh, reaching the top and being the best. Uh, self gets involved, and things fall apart. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, my my friends and I talk about that a lot because we see it over and over and over and over in religious establishments in in um, in corporate establishments in government, um, you know, and corruption gets in the mix. Uh, in that we see division, the enemy will cause division um, and things just fall apart from the inside out. And then you got one man still standing at the top with all this chaos underneath, mm-hmm. you know, and the Lord's not in that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to share a s- scripture. Um, we were talking about uh, Galatians. Uh, in Galatians uh, 5.20, talking, mm. talking about living by the Spirit, it says, The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and sorcery, hatred, discord, jealousy, uh, and, and rage, rivalries, divisions, factions. And that's Paul talking to um, uh, the, the Galatians. And uh, you know, he, was, he was writing them. And as I was reading that scripture this morning, um, Paul had, had, had already began his, his, his ministry. And he was writing the, the church of Galatia um, because they were, they, they were diving off into uh, these other gospels. And what he was clarifying to them is that there's only one gospel and be careful that if you are, uh, diving into any, any other, what you think is, is gospels, you need to turn away and, and, and run from it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the first, the first part of that, the acts of the flesh, uh, are, are obvious. You know, when we talk about denying our flesh, um, you know, that those, those things are obvious. And, um, we, you know, we, when we practice what we're talking about with self-control and, and ego, um, it's important that you, that we, we get it, get control of that, but how that relates to addiction is it ties directly into that because addiction to substances is, is, is a, is a fleshly desire. You're feeding your flesh. You're, you're, you're seeking a temporary escape from trauma, reality. Uh, you're, you're self-medicating, um, even though it's temporary, you're you're still going back to that comfort. You're not going. You're not seeking the Lord, and that's what that's what He's call, called us all to do is to to seek Him in in our difficulty, not not to not to seek out these these carnal things and um, these desires of the flesh. I mean, sexual immorality. When we talk about addiction to man, I'm seeing more and more and more pornography addictions. I mean, yeah. it's just um, I believe that what we hear so much about with men having problems with low testosterone is a direct result of the, of the pornography addiction that, that people uh, deny that they have. And I, I think it is, I think it's affecting more than 90% of, of men especially. And they are engaging in this type of, uh, behavior and um i think that that has a lot to do with this low testosterone problem met, that they're calling a medical issue i think it has everything to do with that i don't know what you think um you know I, i'll say this um i've had a lot of conversations and i i've personally had to counsel through um issues with you know i mean sexual sin um uh, it, it was a big part of my recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, um, through that drive to be with more, I mean, I'll just, I'm going to speak freely through that drive to be with more women, mm-hmm. uh, and to creating this, uh, mindset that more is better. Um, it, it took me down a real bad path, man. Yeah. And, uh, I was very lost in that area. Um, you know, and, and even in the pornography, all, all of this stuff, you know, sex sells and, and my wife is, uh, you know, my wife has a ministry called uh, true name and in true name, she's about to have a conference on, um, on, uh, sex trafficking. Mm. And so I, I feel like in this, in this department of sexual sin, and in this department of sin, we see just different uh, avenues created, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was saying that there's 1.5 million in the United States that are sold into sex trafficking. Wow. Uh, they're sold into a form of slavery, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and this stuff is so demonic, man. And it starts with just little seeds, you know. And, and as you were talking about, I mean, you know, th- this is just serious stuff, you know, and, and some, uh, some may laugh, but you know, it, it usually starts out in, in a secret private room mm-hmm. with just you and temptation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
and then and then this drive and this it's an, another idol you know another idol comes out and takes control of your life and you end up in a in a place that you never expected yourself to be you know mm-hmm. and the thing with addiction you know it's it stems in all different directions man yeah and, and you know it's it's nothing different than idols in our life you know Mm-hmm. And and really not knowing who we are in Christ, we become lost. When we don't know who we are in Christ, we become lost. And Jesus sets the identity. You know, we become found. We know that we're, you know, children of God, that uh, we know that our connection and our purpose on earth was, you know, to be connected to the creator, man. Yeah. And And in that, we find ourselves in that understanding. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, uh, I've been, I, I, I look at a lot of different content. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a TikToker or anything like that, but, um, I, I started, you know, looking, looking through TikTok more or less, I think out of curiosity for what my kids were, were looking at. Um, and, I started seeing content and it helped me understand how to monitor, regulate, or completely remove them. If, if that's what it came to, because I think initially it had this idea of, of being a, um, a kid's app and, uh, it, that's, that's definitely not true. Um, anyway, um, what I, what I started finding out is I, you can, you can, set those algorithm algorithms up to what, what content that you want to see. And, uh, what I did with my children is, is one thing, but, uh, what I found for myself is, you know, every time that I would see a girl come up and, uh, try to, you know, shake her butt or, uh, try to do something sexually provocative, mm-hmm. I would, I'd say not interested, not interested, not in, you know, there, then I started getting a lot more Christian content and, um, I've, I've actually, I can say I've learned a lot of, um, you know, spiritual things from different people. I've, I've seen a lot of, of false gospels and, and things like that as well. Um, but there's some, there's some good content creators out there that I, I've got to give props to that, that are doing, doing some great stuff. Uh, and putting their content out there. I don't know how that information is being distributed. Um, nevertheless, uh, some of the content that I've been seeing is people are becoming more and more vulnerable and being open about their their addictions to sexual immorality and uh, masturbation and, and all these really taboo, difficult things that uh, yeah. you don't want to come out and talk about in public. Um, and I'm, I'm encouraged by that. I, I have to say, because somebody has got to step up, call it what it is, you know, share their experience of how they overcame it, what they're doing to, to deal with it. Because I've got a really good friend of mine right now who I'm helping, you know, is from, from a prayer standpoint, from a brother standpoint, uh, he and his wife have separated because of, um, of, of, of issues with pornography. Yeah. Um, now it stems from um, uh, some childhood trauma from molestation and things like that. But nevertheless, at the end of the day is, is, is crushing relationships is um, and, and people are really struggling with, with things like that. And 
And I, do you know that? Do you know that sixty to eighty percent of people that struggle with addiction have have been molested growing up? Oh, I believe it. Like it is, it is usually the pink elephant in the room. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And sexual sin, it needs to be exposed. Yeah, it needs to be exposed, and it starts with us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and being vulnerable, that just being able to be vulnerable leads to that freedom. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you, this is a bad addiction in itself. Yeah. I mean, this is an epidemic in itself. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm thankful my wife is getting into some of this, you know, sex trafficking. She goes into the strip clubs mm-hmm. um, down here in Huntington, and, and she, you know, builds relationships more than, you know, more than anything. Um, uh, you, we believe that once once relationships are built, that's where uh, that's where Jesus can come in. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's hard to go and and, and share the gospel right away to people that, uh, that live in that kind of lifestyle. It just, you know, love show, love shines through. Then, then we're able to, you know, build relationships and see where they're at in their life mm-hmm. to be able to respond at where they're at instead of just pushing our belief on, on people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, um, man, as we, uh, as we kind of wrap up, I want to make sure we touch on on this uh, this verse you share with me in Psalms because I, um, I, I I've got something and just a quick one liner that I want to share. But so in Psalm one thirty five, verse fifteen through eighteen, the idols of nations are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, nor uh, nor with their breath and nor have breath in their mouths. And I just wrote down here one simple phrase, idolatry, anything that is an idol does, does not possess life. Mm-hmm. That's, that's because the, what we know is, is life is, uh, is when we go back to creation, you know, God breathed the breath of life in man. Um, uh, and, uh, our blood is the um, uh, is the provider, which he's the provider of, of all creation. He's the he's the giver of life, and uh, idols can be defined as anything for me that that don't contain life. Um, you want to exp- uh, expand on that? Um, okay, so it says uh, those eighteen; those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. Mm-hmm. My pastor has a saying, what you behold, you become. What you behold, you become. And so, you know, we can't get away from where our heart really is. And yeah. that's, you know, vulnerability is important in that, to be getting honest and saying, this is an issue for me. This thing, whatever this thing may be, is an issue for me. And this thing has got to go, and it may be a process, me coming out of it. But as I, you know, as I sent you earlier, um, earlier in the week, these idols get carved on our hearts, mm-hmm. and our identity gets wrapped up in them. And then when our identity gets taken away, let's say, let's say I can't work out, and my whole world is wrapped up in that. Okay, or this girl becomes my whole world and she gets taken away mm-hmm. from me and I have nothing left. So my idol has been destroyed 
and and my identity has been compromised and I'm lost again. And so I'm going to go back to another idol I had, which was addiction. Mm-hmm. So we got to stay wrapped up in our first love. We got to go back to our first love and our, he, we love him because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. We got to go back to our first love. And that is, that is Jesus, you know, and we stay at grounded in identity with him. All these things that we love to do, we can still do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When, when they're healthy, you know, when they're, right. you know, working out is not a problem unless it, unless it's all I'm absorbed. My mind is absorbed in every single day. That's right. You know? So, you know, I, for me, I had to tweak my, and, and find balance in that and say, Lord, I love to do this. And I think this is an asset in my life. You know, it's an asset in your life too, right? Yeah. I can't be so absorbed in that, that it's my whole foundation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's shaky ground. So. Well, cool, man. Um, so as we wrap up, man, I want us to, to pray. And, um, uh, after we get done praying, well, I'll stop recording. Stay on for a minute. I, there's something that I want to talk to you about that's, that's coming up. Uh, I think you'll want to want to be a part of if you if you have the opportunity so um father thank you so much for for this opportunity to share share uh companionship brotherhood iron sharpens iron uh such as one man sharpens the other as your word says father we thank you for uh your your holy word your scriptures that we've been able to share and uh lord i I just i just pray and speak to the hearts of the people that may be listening to to this conversations that um, it may touch them in a special way that your Holy Spirit go before uh, these words. Um, and as as I work on the publishing and the editing of, of this content, Lord, that, uh, that, that you would just go before uh, the message and, and just bless it and bless the people that are listening. Um, I thank you for Joe. I thank you for his family. I thank you for his, his boldness, his courage. Uh, I thank you that, that you have just molded him into this, this powerful man of God that, um, really is, um, is influence to me that, um, and an encouragement to me to, um, you know, take, take some of the message and and things that he's sharing that you're putting on his heart and, um, giving, giving it legs and, uh, getting, getting his words out there. So, uh, I'm going to turn it over to to Joe to, to close this out. Amen. Lord God, we just praise you, God. Amen. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Lord, I, I pray that that for the ears of anyone listening, Lord, if they're dealing with idols, God, Lord, uh, I pray that they put you in the seat of lordship, God. Lord, you belong in the seat of lordship in our life, God. Lord, uh, we don't have to battle addiction. Lord, you've overcome addiction. You've already Amen. overcome addiction. Lord, I pray that you give people the strength to step into the believing, God. Yes, Lord. To step into the believing, step into the foundation, to get vulnerable, to get connected around people that are that are going after your heart, God. Lord, that it become real, Lord. Uh, Lord, you said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and we'll be we will be saved, Lord. And and Lord, I, I pray right now in Jesus' name. That, that people will step into the belief, Lord, as they hear this, Lord, is something will trigger in their mind and say, oh, my gosh, that sounds familiar. 
Like that sounds familiar. And God, we need you. We need you in our life. It's the place that that we were meant to be, God. And Lord, any any place apart from you is not foundation, God. So in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you anoint this, uh, Lord, this time that we've had. Lord, I pray that, that you anoint the people that are listening and, and Holy Spirit, may you may you flood the rooms of people, God. Lord, I pray that as people will listen, they have uh, Damascus encounters, Lord. Amen. Lord, uh, where the light, where the light is so bright around them, Lord, it's it's ground shaking, Lord. So it speaks to their inner man in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, just a, a couple of things. Make sure you subscribe. Um, we've got a, I got a YouTube channel. Um, I'll be posting this, um, you know, probably within the next day. Uh, I, I got to the point where I don't spend much time editing. Um, I want want the, the conversation raw and full of all the, uh, the defects and flaws in conversation. Uh, so subscribe to the YouTube channel. I've got it posted in the links. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope it touched you in a special way. I encourage all of you who are listening to ask God to help you overcome the strongholds of your addiction, and I promise you he will answer. And for those of you who are in recovery, I hope that this gives you encouragement to continue to fight through the temptation of having any thought of going back to your previous life. It does get better in the days ahead. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel so you get notified when we post new content. And if you feel so inclined, leave us some feedback. I'm always interested to know how we are helping and understand how we can make this a better experience. Thank you, and God bless you. You never gave up on me. You never gave up on me. You were my testimony Oh You never gave up on me You never gave up on me You were my testimony Oh You never gave up on me Oh, you never gave up on me